Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into her side, Chief. We just delivered the bomb. The Hiroshima bomb. Eleven hundred men went into the water. Vessel went down in twelve minutes. Didn't see the first shock for about a half an hour. Tiger. Thirteen footer. You know how you know that in the water, Chief. You can tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. What we didn't know was that our bomb mission was so secret, no distress signal had been sent. <laughs> they didn't even list us overdue for a week. Very first lie, Chief. Sharks come cruising by, so we formed ourselves into tight groups. The idea was a shark come to the nearest man, and man, he'd start pounding and hollering, and sometimes that shark, he'd go away. But sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark looks right at you, right into your eyes. And the thing about a shark is he's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't even seem to be living. Day bites you, and those black eyes roll over white and then... <sighs> and you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red, and despite all your pounding and hollering, those sharks come in, and they rip you to pieces. You know, I ended that first yard, lost a hundred men. I don't know how many sharks there were, maybe a thousand. I do know how many men. They average six an hour. At noon on the fifth day, Lockheed Ventura swung in low, and he spied us, a young pilot. Not younger than Mr. Hooper there. Anyway, he spotted us, and a few hours later, a big old fat PBY come down and start picking us up. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I never put on a life jacket again. So 1,100 men went into the water. 316 men came out. The sharks took the rest. June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier than I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's take me, boy. Let's Everybody on? Welcome to Facing Off. This is a <laughs> podcast in which Gabe and I take two movies with some sort of thematic similarity and uh, we talk about them, we compare and we contrast them because they're two movies and we like to talk. Yeah. So that's us. It's our podcast. It's called Facing Off. Woo! That is our exact tagline. Exactly what Nick exactly just said. It. What's up, um, Nick? Quick disclaimer. This podcast has proven aggressive towards boats. So oh. if you are listening on a boat. Yeah. Careful. Be careful, uh, all uh, ye who ye, wander. All ye. Yep. All ye. Uh, uh, L.A. County has opened up beaches, uh, so we are talking about the Meg and Jaws today. How yeah. are you, Gabe? Yeah. It's going to be really safe for you guys to go out in the water. You know, coronavirus mm-hmm. on land, sharks in the water. Sharks <laughs> in the water. Uh, I'm good, man. Dude, <laughs> uh, I almost like just want to say it very quickly on this podcast, but I have just had like a nightmare run with fucking UPS and Amazon. Oh, yeah. Like, the least important 
thing to be purchasing on Amazon. So like I, I'm not, I don't really care, but I, I bought an exercise bike like two weeks ago. Right. And, or I had originally bought one and then it said it wasn't going to be here until like May 15th to the end of May. So I was like, okay, I'll cancel this. And I saw another one that was like, we'll deliver it by May 8th, like on Friday. If you do, if you do it right now, we'll get it by 8 PM on that day. And I was like, it probably won't, but even that guarantee was like fine if it was a few days later. So they like told me that it was being delivered. So it, it came from Redlands and we <laughs> went to school in Redlands. Like Redlands is 68 miles away from where I live. And, uh, and it left on May 7th on a Thursday and I still have not received it. And each day <laughs> UPS has given me, they keep telling me that there's, it's like there's a destination scan. And if you go on their website, they say that's like the last step yeah. before it gets delivered. They've told me it's, it's de- being delivered at a specific time. Like it, once you get your scheduled delivery date, that's when you get it. That has changed each day. <laughs> Some days they just go silent and don't tell me. There's no updates. It's literally just being passed around in L.A. I bet they're having so much fucking fun at my expense. They're just riding your exercise bike. Yeah, the yeah. UPS. They're just riding it in the in the in the um, warehouse truck. Yeah, or in the warehouse. But anyways, yeah, it's just <laughs> crazy. And like, there's no. The worst thing is that UPS right now does not have any live customer service, like Messenger or. Uh, phone. Nothing. So, so you're just gonna get fat as hell. Yeah, I'm getting fat as hell, dude. You're gonna um, be real tasty for those sharks once you get back in that water. Yeah. So you know what? Oh, also, I get a, like an anti shout out. Oh yeah. Hey, if you're a person and you do choose to wear a mask in public, which you which you should, it, it is advised that you do that. Don't leave your nose out. Yeah. The amount of people I've Put seen it over with their your nose, fucking you nose. lazy idiot. Dude, I've seen so many people. There was someone, I was waiting in line at the grocery store the other day, and this, and we were all clearly spaced out like five to six feet apart. Yeah. She walks right up to me, literally, and she's like, I think she was Brazilian, and she was like asking me where a target was, she and she was bl- grabbing her mask with her hands and pulling it down so she could talk to me. Bro, and we I'm can like, hear you, I'm man. like trying to w- go away from her, Jeez. and then she started following me into the store. Hey, it's not that hard. Also, if you're Our, like, if you're like, oh, I don't want to wear a mask, like, it, it's not fashionable. Shut up, idiot! Yeah. Put your mask on. Yeah, everyone that's like so patriotic until the point where get they're a like, cooler wear a mask, mask, then, you yeah, idiot. Exactly. Where find one that works for get your a face. tiger mask. Get the bane mask. All right, also, shout out to the San Jose Sharks. The fire just rises. Just kidding. Brother. Fuck them. Why? What happened to them? What do they do? Oh, just because we're doing movies about sharks, and I oh I see and they're my team. Sort yeah, of. Um, can't think of anything else that involves sharks that I want to shout down. So um, you want to hit us with some syn- yeah, synopses? Yeah, these are the synopses. We're doing the Meg versus Jaws because they're both movies about big old sharks that are scary. Um, that's pretty sharks. much it. Yeah. We're doing them now because it's almost summer. These are both streaming on HBO. Stop right now before I spoil them. Go watch them both on HBO if you haven't seen Jaws yet. You'd be pleasantly surprised. It's a great movie. Yeah, it is really good. It's, it's one not, of my favorites. I, I think it's just not advertised well in terms of conversation. Like, mm. a lot of people are like, oh, I'm oh, too scared point. to watch this. It's a shark movie. It's, and that was what I thought it was. Dude. You jo- convinced me in college to watch it. Because right. you're like, no, it is like a it's a movie about men, dude. And about fucking arrogance. And it's a really good movie. Yeah. It is so exceptionally good. well made. Here we go. Okay. The Megan is about a group of researchers who have discovered that the bottom of the ocean is actually just a cloud that hides an entire ecosystem under the sea. Under the sea. Darling, it's better. Down where it's wetter. Take it from me. (laughs) Up on the shore, they work all day. Out in the sun, they slave away. 
while we devoting full time to floating under the sea, the researchers run into trouble and accidentally cause a thermal <laughs> tunnel that allows a massive prehistoric shark called a megalodon to pass through and into the actual ocean, not the below ocean. My God, it's megalodon. <laughs> The researchers convinced the best diver ever, Jason Statham, played by Gabe Siegel, to come out of retirement and hunt the Meg. They capture the Meg, but it's not actually the Meg. It's the Meg's baby or a smaller Meg? It's unclear. Uh, The real Meg then destroys the boat, munches on some beachgoers before Statham stabs it in the eye and it dies. The end. That's pretty much (laughs) what happens. There's some other stuff. The in game there, had man. changed, but the players were the same. That's true. Jaws takes place on and near a popular tourist destination called Amity Island, as the island's wholesome but aquaphobic police chief, Brody, must disobey the walking coronavirus allegory that is Mayor Vaughn and keep his island mates safe from a massive shark that is eating summer beachgoers. <coughs> Brody, a shark researcher named Hooper, and the crusty alcoholic arrogant sea hermit Quint set out to hunt a 20, 25-foot shark, all three tons of him. They realize quickly that they need a bigger boat. But in a show of toxic toxic Ahab-esque pride, Quint smashes their boat's radio and the three men must hunt the most dangerous fish in the ocean alone. They do, but the Great White proves itself to be an almost preternaturally strong foe as it tows the boat along, pulls multiple flotation devices down below the surface, and eventually just full-on body slams the boat into submission. It appears to devour a diving hooper, definitely 100% scarfs down Quint, and it makes a run at Brody, who manages last second to shoot a pressurized air tanker in the shark's mouth, thus exploding the predator. Hooper surfaces alive, and he and Brody paddle to safely. Safely? Safely. Yeah, they safely. paddled to safely. Safely Island. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, we're doing them because beaches are opening yeah. back up. The summer is starting. Um, these are two summer blockbusters, and because we don't get any this year, um, at least not in theaters, uh, we wanted to do this. this and is, also, yeah. sharks. And also, also sharks. this movie is like... Like, Jaws especially, but I think both kind of are in a certain way. It's just so relevant to what's happening right now. Like yeah, people just won't, the allegory is strong. People won't give up simple recreational fun to save lives when there is clear and present danger. Yeah. And it, it is like, when he's telling the, the mayor about possibly reopening the beach in August... He's like, no way, no way we wait until August. And that is literally There's what's so many good right lines. Now. There's so yeah. many good lines. It goes, we got to shut it down for 24 hours. And then someone in the crowd at the press conference goes, 24 hours? That's like three weeks. Yeah, that's such a good... It's an amazing line. Uh, All right. Cool, um, yeah. Let's get into this. So we're going to use our normal categories, the typical five, um, actoring, spectacularity, originality, eye candy, and legacy, but in an order that Gabe came up with right before this. Yep. Each category uh, rated from one to seven, one being lowest, seven being highest, four being middle, neutral, average, bam, boom, bing. Let's start it off with spectacularity, because these are both spectacle movies. Uh, Let's start with Jaws. Uh, spectacularity is where we talk about the engagement level of the movie, how fun it was, whether you were distracted by runtime, whether you were distracted by stupidity. Dude, speaking or... of runtime, I've had so much coffee this morning. Oh, man, because he went on a run, too. And no. he's had the runs. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah, so, I mean, Jaws is fucking spectacular. This yeah. is like did one of the... Did you give it a seven or a six? A seven. You I did? think it's okay, the I most. I think it's one of the most engaging movies ever. Um, yeah, and you know what it is that I never really realized before we this rewatching because mm-hmm. you only seen it the one time in college, right? Right. No, this I've is, seen it twice. Oh, one and a half times. This is another one I watched with my dad when I was little. Um, 
Dude, hey, I dad. side note, I watched the if you watch the second Jaws in the first 20 minutes, it's spoiler alert. Brody's son is an adult and gets his arm ripped off by a shark as he's like trying to reach into the water in the dark. It's terrifying. Stolen by it. The entire sure. first Jaws, this yeah. one that we're talking about, didn't scare me as a kid. The first 15, 20 minutes of the second one, never wanted to go in the water Well, that's again. just kind of like what ended up happening with the series and and what's yeah. happened with movies since then. And um, I mean, Jaws is like, yeah. what it is about Jaws is what I was going to get into, but I sidetracked myself. It's the third act. Yeah. I mean, the, the third, third act. act of Jaws is like the be- one of the best third acts of a blockbuster movie ever. And yeah. that's, the, that's when they are on the orc. I actually don't even, like, we don't need to skip ahead to, I, like... This is one of the most, one of the best opening scenes to a movie to hook you into a movie. The party with the, like, the drunk people and the Where girl. Where are we going? The way the girl dies is, like, a haunting scene yeah. that will, like, you never want to go night swimming again. Um, also, like, very simply, for the whole movie, the John Williams score is just, ama- it's iconic, amazing. Yeah. Apparently, like, he first showed it to Spielberg, and Spielberg thought he was joking. And he's like, no, no, where's the real one? And he's like, no, this is it. And then he ended up winning best score at the Academy Awards. That's and awesome. it's like, what, it, like, I could always think of this score. Every single a- aspect of it, not just the dun 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 Like, the rest of it is so... Yeah, there's like, uh, they use it so well, so spectacularly mm. in the third act of the movie where it seems... When he's dropping into the cage. Yeah, there's that, and then there's also this part of the score that's really, like, live and upbeat, and as we were watching it, Julie was like, this score doesn't match, and I was like, no, 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 just keep watching. Oh, yeah, when it looks like they're getting ready, when they're running around the boat, and, like, It looks like the they're yeah. winning. Yeah. And so, like, the the, the score the at that point is really, like, airy and, like, light, and then right. they are very much not winning, and the score is, like, leads i mean it's manipulative but it's fine it leads you on that emotional journey with them so i actually think before even the third act i think one of the most uh engaging like spectacular movie scenes like a classic movie scene is the first beach scene that not like the drunk uh opening but the first scene when uh chief brody is watching everyone at the beach yeah and it's there's so many moving characters and it's purposefully like you trying to guess who's gonna like die and you're watching around and he's watching and it like it looks gorgeous there's those um, there's that iconic zoom into uh rob schneider not rob schneider uh roy schneider's <laughs> face so similar your heart is racing um his stress acting is so good and then it ends with a fucking kid getting gruesomely murdered yeah. by a shark and honestly there are a couple couple side points <laughs> one, those kids who have the fake shark fin deserve to be those are the hanged kids. in the middle of the street. Oh, my God. They're children. <laughs> They're horrible children. I would have fucking spanked them until they died. Um, <laughs> and then most Cut importantly. The Cut the pod. Most importantly, can we talk about that old man's tits? Yeah. Ew. They're the grossest What's tits I've ever that, seen. Dude? That was uh, not Okay. There's also that line, "bad." Hat. That's a bad hat, Harry. Oh yeah, which yeah. is like now, like totally just the phrase for what company is that? BadHatHarry.com. Yeah, it's and this episode is brought to you by, by BadHatHarry.com. Bad Enter in <laughs> facing off promo code. Um, Dude, that you know zoom the, in like, on Brody's face in that scene is like such an iconic shot. 
And one of the things that you I was thinking of is you don't really see the shark in that scene. No. You don't actually see the shark until the pond scene right. with his son. Um where the shark you see the shark just a bit when it eats the like the one other guy near right. them and even then you don't really get uh an idea of how big the shark really is right and you the, don't the figure moment it out until they the show you act. yeah but the moment they show you is the really really famous scene where he's feeding chum into the water and the shark comes up and then he whips his head like that whipping his head up is one of the most iconic shots at, too but then slowly backs up and he's like you're going to need a bigger boat. Which is an ad lib. Like, which yeah, is an ad lib line that so is also good. like one of the most misquoted lines. And then, because everyone says we're going to need a bigger yeah. boat. And then it's just like everything after that. I mean, that's that's the point. Everything after that is like the most engaging movie ever made. Yeah. And I mean, but here's the thing. Are, are we ready to transition in the Meg? No, can I say one bad thing? Yeah. I don't like how this movie ends. Jaws ends really abruptly. It does end really Brody, abruptly. Brody, like, seems almost unfazed that he just watched Quint die in, like, one of the most gruesome ways possible. Uh-huh. It's, like, <laughs> it is so shocking and quick how he dies. And the sound it makes. Uh, uh, when it, like, actually it snaps him. him. Oh, God. And then and then he's, like, unfazed, and they're paddling to shore. And it's, like, you just forgot that the, f- the first two-thirds of the movie are about the town, and then, like, the town's not even... a a part of it. At, yeah, at not the end. even really. But that's it. I mean, it's a seven. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's the most. I get it. But like, here's the thing about that scene where you see how big the shark is, because you actually don't even really know how big the shark is until a little while after Brody says you're going to need a bigger boat. Right. Because then you see it swim by the boat, and you're like, oh my god, the shark is as big as the boat. And, and he's it like, it's toes the it's boat. It's twenty feet long, and he goes twenty five. All three tons of them. So here's the thing: twenty five feet is the size of the shark. Which would be, the lar- I think, the largest great white shark ever discovered, if it was real. Hey, if you're a great white shark out there and you're bigger than 25 feet... Give us a call. Give shoot us, us a an call. email. Uh, the, the shark in the Meg is 75 feet long. Took okay. us. We had to do the math when we were watching it last night mm, with Aaron okay. and Jimmy. But it's 75 feet long. But here's the thing. It doesn't even seem... It's not as scary because it's not like this visceral, real threat. It's this like CGI... Fake. Monster. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. Like, you don't see the Meg for a prolonged time in the Meg as well. But then there's, like, when you get the payoff, there's no real payoff. Right. And, like, we can talk about how the shark should have looked different in the Meg. It's based on a book. And the, in the, the sharks, the Megalodons in the book have adapted over time so that they don't have Wait, the pigmentation. Meg is based off of a book? Yes, loosely. It's a 1999 book. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I gave it a one. Yeah, so I'm fluctuating because I do think it is distracting at every single turn. I think every single moment of the movie is so dumb to a point where I'm distracted. Um, It seems – I said this multiple times when we were all watching it. So we watched with our buddies Jimmy and Aaron as we did with Snowpiercer. And I said during it, it seems like one of those fake movies that is within another movie that the characters are watching in that movie. That is like purposely supposed to be like, oh, this is what Hollywood makes, like a fake movie. Which is so funny because the movie was greenlit in the 90s. Oh, After the book came out. See, I honestly would have rather seen the 90s version. And then it it never came to fruition. At a certain point, Clooney was tied to it. I thought we <laughs> should have gotten that. And it didn't come out but until also 2018. Feels like the movie feels like 
what MacGruber is making fun of. Like, the main character, Jason Statham, is literally like a yeah. MacGruber-esque character. And every single line just feels like what they're purposely making fun of. I thought the beginning of this movie, when I was watching it, so I watched the first 20 minutes and then I stopped so we could all watch together, um, drunk. And then uh, I thought the first like 10 minutes I thought they were joking I thought it was like a fake movie <laughs> in it and you were gonna find out that Jason Statham's like an actor that's gonna be like a diver there's for a review later. of the movie that says it's not good or bad enough to be good yeah and I don't so think it's true. like abs- it's a purposely a B movie I don't think it's absurd enough to be like no, super engaging not really but I think there are fun things like I think everything that happens at the Thai I think maybe Taiwan beach um is horrible, but there's something that visually that you're gonna watch it. Yeah, because it's so I dumb. I do. The only thing I don't care about. I'm this actually movie. not gonna give it a one. I'm gonna give it a, a two. That's either a two at. or a three in spectacularity. No, two. I there. I honestly want to give it a one. I just can't say that it's. There not is right. one. There are a couple legitimately decent scenes where we're all like, "Oh, whoa, okay." No, I disagree because I know what you're talking about, and I, I'm bringing this up later. All but. right, fine. But um, one of the things that I have a problem with it is it mirrors way too closely Jaws, and I'll sprinkle that in as we go. But like, For you sure. can't, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't. I just think like if you're gonna make a B, you can't. Yeah, I think that this movie was trying to be an A movie, and it was a B movie, and you it wasn't even stupid you enough. You can't to be make a movie, it. You movie. can't make a movie like The Meg and pay homage to like jaws that came out 33 years before and just like beats your ass in every category and i actually think like speaking of which like our next category actoring i think is where you could find like a very big divide um actoring is where we talk about the performances and whether the actors were good and whether the directors and writers gave them the tools that they needed to be good and i mean let's stick with the meg like i think this might be my first one actoring out of seven. Like, I don't think a single person carried this movie. I don't even think Jason Statham did well in this movie. I thought he was like, I thought he was joking. I literally thought the first few scenes they were, he was like playing a character like he did in Spy, where he's like making fun of himself <laughs> to a certain degree, but he's not. It's such a funny, like, archetypal character. He's, like, the guy who went into retirement because he's over this shit, and they're like, we got to bring you out of retirement. Except for he's a diver? Yeah, a military-esque oh, really diver? A good diver? I don't know. And, like, and then, then they, they bring like... him out of retirement, and they're like, your ex-wife's at the bottom of the ocean. He's like, my ex-wife. I feel like there was no depth to any of the characters no he becomes an alcoholic and then he just drops booze cold turkey and he's chilling yeah there's like there's no there's nothing to these characters like rain like the the extent of how hard the directors and writers are trying to like help this movie is like they focus in on rain wilson's nikes when he jumps off the helicopter to be like whoa, this guy's like kind of like Samuel L. Jackson in Kingsman where he's like kind of cool, techie <laughs> yeah. billionaire who's like secretly evil. And it's like, no. Rain Wilson delivers every line by laughing first and then stating something that's like I, not uh, like really a great sentence. I think he has some of the worst lines he I've does. ever heard it's in amazing. a movie. I, I'm giving it a two and only because no, no. Jason Statham is pretty much always the same in everything. Uh, and he's never like, 
you, I mean, I'm never like, oh, he's so bad. I just don't, ex- there's so little that I expect out of the Meg, especially considering that they hired on Chinese actors because it's in a joint Chinese Adventure, and American yeah. production. Right. Like, I'm just going to give him a break, but I'm pretty sure that Jason Statham's an android. Dude, this movie... Uh, he's not real, right? Like, he's just like a, an, an... Like, he's just pretending to be a human being so that one day he can defeat the rock in hand-to-hand combat. Yes, that would be... I agree with that. Yeah, he's just gonna catch him off guard or let let the rock age to a point you know where I he know... can defeat him. I don't understand. <laughs> you know how I know this <laughs> movie not is real. not good acting-wise? is because Cliff Curtis is in it. And I don't even think Cliff Curtis is a bad actor. I just think if you if you look up Cliff Curtis right now and you and you see his IMDb and you just see his face, you'd be like, oh wow, that guy's in like almost all of the really bad movies from the last few yeah. years, like Avatar: The Last Airbender, and like <laughs> he's just not. I I always if I see him, I'm nearly positive it's not going to be a movie that I like. That's personally, fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are some lines that I want to highlight that are yeah. said by some of the shit characters in it. Um, last time I checked. Landslides don't make 90 degree turns. Amazing. Or it's true. In- insertion. <laughs> insertion. <laughs> yeah. Insert. <laughs> yeah. Um, the megalodon was thought to be extinct for millions of years. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. no fucking shit, guy. We all just saw And it's it. so weird because Jason Statham doesn't ever actually see the megalodon in the first scene. Like, he, he, he doesn't know that. Me- it's alive. Yeah. He never sees it. It just attacks the submarine he's on. And he's like, oh, it's an attacked submarine. Yeah, he's like, I, you yeah, don't know what it was, dude. How do you sure. know? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I don't know. I think the little girl in it might be the best actress, she and is. that's why I'm giving Maine? it a one. It's a one. It's the worst acting. Fair I enough. Jaws, movie. I gave a six. Okay. I am the same. I think that there are some not-so-great side character actors. The old man with the titties is just... I just can't. What about the one guy that's like, uh, what kind of shark is it? Come on, what kind? And he goes, a tiger shark. A what? A what? (laughs) Yeah, dude, what is that guy? (laughs) I don't, I think that, I mean, uh, my favorites are are, uh, Dreyfus and Shaw. Mm. Um, But I mean, Chief Brody's obviously amazing. There are just some times that I'm not 100% into Chief Brody's character, but then there are scenes like, the one where he's with his his son. son the give us a kiss. The, yeah. Why? Because I need it. Yeah. And his son's like impersonate. The, Dude, that's like They kind of give you some depth into his character. That's and you kind of know Spielberg why he's... Spielberg right there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of know why he's like emotionally stunted a bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's I, very close. It was very close to a seven for me. I think, yeah, I think he's like, his acting is really nuanced. And I don't even think I loved his acting the first few times I saw. I think it yeah. was Dreyfus and Shaw for me. But I, I don't know. I think Schneider, like, really kills it. Robert Shaw is, like, legendary in this. Apparently, he was, like, a huge alcoholic yeah, asshole on set. I read that, And too. his monologue is fucking crazy in that light because what happened was he, like, got way too drunk and thought it was going to be, like, good to do the monologue. And it was, like, they couldn't use incomprehensible. It. And he called Spielberg that night and was, like, really apologetic and, like, sad. And Spielberg let him redo it. And he did it in one take the next day. And yeah. it's, like... I mean, I think I did it better, but it was good. <laughs> um, Richard Dreyfuss, so young, sarcastic, love it. And I love that him and Shaw like literally hated each other on set, so they kept that in there. And then he does that. Amazing. Uh, it made dude the scene like such a man scene when they're just drunk sharing like scars. Yeah, and, and they're stories. like, "Well, look at this one." 
it's uh, dude. The mayor is amazing in this. So arrogant and so fun. He has like the sickest nautical themed uh, jacket that I want with the anchors on it. Just how much of an allegory for Donald Trump is he? Oh, he's like exactly <laughs> like that. Um, I uh, dude, when he forces that guy to go into the water, the yeah, that's horrible. Um, I do want to. There's he's one cool piece of trivia that I too. that I loved. Um, I don't think the townspeople are that great. I they remind me of the Wicker Man townspeople, yeah. and I love that. But I don't they're think just it's like Islanders, good. dude. Yeah, they're Islanders. What's wrong with people on on islands? I don't know. Something's Weirdos. wrong with them. Um, the the scene where the grieving mom confronts Brody and slaps him is so good. But I found out that like several decades after the release of Jaws, she, the person who played Miss, uh, Mrs. Kittner walked into a seafood restaurant and noticed that the menu had an Alex Kittner sandwich, which is the kid who dies, which is really fucked up. Uh, she commented that she had played the mother of many years ago. And then when she left, the owner of the restaurant ran out to meet her and revealed that he was... Jeffrey Voorhees, he's, he's Jeffrey Voorhees, the, ki- the person who played Alex Kittner, her son. And they hadn't seen each other since they did <laughs> what? it. And they, like, hugged. And it and was just, like, really sweet And then he owned a seafood restaurant? Yeah, he owned a seafood restaurant, and he, and he put that in there. But, wow. like, and they, like, re-embraced. That's There beautiful. are so many layers to that story that need deep diving that we don't have time for. Yeah. Anyways, That's I give it a six. How did he... He played the kid that Jaws, the first of Jaws's, no, the second of Jaws's victims, victims in the movie Jaws. Yeah. And then did he try acting and then it didn't work? And he was like, I guess I'm just going to fry up I some think a oysters. Lot of kid, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of kid actors end up like actually not being actors when they get older. It's but just then he were, like, parlayed his his role as a victim of Jaws into a, a, a seafood restaurant. Yeah, and a, and a seafood And joke. a seafood, and a sandwich joke. Yeah. That's... That's incredible. So wait, you Sorry. gave it a six? No, no, no. That I honestly think that story is amazing, and there are many. What was in the sandwich? It. Was it a shark? Alex sandwich? Kittner. He just oh, chopped man. up little bits of himself and puts it in a sandwich. Oh, All right. Anyways, let's move on to our next category. Our next Yuck. category is eye candy. Which is where we talk about all the visual elements of the yeah, movie. All the visual elements. Uh, let's the start mag. with let's start with Josh. Can we just get the mag over with. Yeah, let's we'll start with the mag. It's a one. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. actually, no. no it's a one. I didn't give it a one. I'm hovering. Oh, I forgot about my score. I'm hovering between a one and a two. Okay, why? Clearly, it had a $150 million budget. Clearly, all of that went to CGI. Because <laughs> the only star in the movie is Jason Statham. Really. Like, big star. Yeah. The, do, I you don't know like... the, do you know of the two Chinese actors are, are, any, are like big in China? I feel like the person who plays Su Yin is like big. I've seen her before. Oh, She's okay. not good. But no, not in this. Well, not in this. I don't know. Um, the, I don't like. This is a personal thing. I do not like CGI digital underwater like color fucking. Magic. It doesn't. Yeah. It's why I don't want to see Aquaman, and why like when everyone's like, dude, but it looks so beautiful. Like Aaron and Jimmy kept saying. I, you know, it's not good, but it looks beautiful. I love looking at those colors. I legitimately don't like looking at it. Like, it, it's aesthetically not pleasing to me. Um, I don't find... Uh, it's like color mashing movies, like Pacific Rim. Like, right. people are like, but it's so cool when the monsters are, like, fighting. And I go, no, it literally looks like colors are yeah. beating each other up. Right. Um I feel like even the exciting scenes, so this is what I was talking about earlier. There's a scene where a whale is, comes up to the thing, and then the shark, like, bites it, 
out of nowhere and it's supposed to be like a shocking scene and Aaron was like whoa that was actually really cool I thought it looked so stupid it, I thought it looked it like does, a video game here's the thing interlude I saw this movie for free I did not pay to see this movie in a theater I want everybody to know that right um it you technically paid for movie pass I did it was a movie pass for me um on a big screen it doesn't really doesn't look amazing but it's not as bad as something like aquaman like it looks better than that looked better than than that in a theater on a tv doesn't look good i gave it a three because fuck it's not the worst cgi i've ever seen it's up and that would be reserved for a one no aquaman is up there down there but everyone everyone that came out of aquaman that liked aquaman was like it looked beautiful like sean fennessy but here's the thing here's the thing about that though they're wrong it doesn't an octopus plays the drums an octopus does not play the drums in the meg yeah but then i saw the scene that i'd never seen aquaman and nick told me all you need to know is that an octopus plays the drums and in my head i literally thought in its tentacles it had drumsticks and it was playing the drums that way and somehow it's a little bit better that it plays it's it not, with its it's not tentacles. better it's not better um i just like it's i don't know there's some other things about it too like the design of the shark they spent a long time trying to get it to look scary there's the scene where the the bigger shark jumps out that is legitimately surprising and j- like jumps on the boat where the littler it shark looks really bad it for me it's cool looking i know for me it does, i don't i, I, I understand this is but i don't think i mean it's not above average i don't think it's even average but i don't think it's the worst cgi i've ever seen so i gave it a three true i mean there's also some cool things they did with sounds and that doesn't fit into this i don't know where it was supposed to go but like the octopus sounds they spent a long time trying to get them i guess you could kind of put it into here because they're trying to show it to you like the suction sounds they tried different suction and put the mics inside a car and just started like that scene is really i love i love the stories of like how people do that my brother because he went to berkeley college of music like in one of his early classes yeah but he said no he did sound engineering but oh um, okay uh, in one of his classes, he had to recreate the sounds of um, the opening scene of Alien, just using shit around his house. Yeah. And I watched him do it. it was I really told cool. you, I played around to golf, my brother and I, with the guy who worked on the staff for Schindler's List doing that. Yeah, it's, it's so, <laughs> so weird. weird. It's, I, I've watched videos of how they do it. Uh, I, I do have a transition, I guess, unless you have like a couple no, more no. notes about eye candy. No, I, I can't I'm going to give it a two. I, I agree with you. I okay. do think it's not the worst. As a transition, I think the difference between Spielberg and a fucking hack is, is like, in the details of these movies. Yes. Visual details. Yes. Like, here's one specific thing that happens in Jaws and in The Meg. In The Meg, they show up to this wreckage, and they're pulling up um, parts of the wreckage, and one of the things they pull up is very clearly a prosthetic arm. Mm-hmm. And it's hanging and dangling. There was a moment where they were supposed to do that in Jaws when he finds the girl, when uh, uh, Chief Brody finds the girl at the beach at the beginning. And Spielberg was like, no, that looks so fake because they used a prosthetic yeah. arm. He goes, that looks too fake. We can't do that. So they buried a, a girl, or buried, you say buried, right? Buried. Buried a girl and like let like one of her like arms and legs like hang yeah, out, and then, which like, is fucking dope. And then like use the makeup to make it look, you know, like dead and dead yeah and that's that's what i love i appreciate every little yeah because jaws isn't necessarily until the you see bruce the 
the animatronic shark that they used. To, oh yeah, I forgot they called Bruce <laughs> to make uh, to make Jaws. I think there were three of them. You don't see it until late. Yeah, the movie's not really about how scary a shark is. Yeah. It's about how scary this societal this like, situation to. is. Yeah. And so, like a lot of the movie's creepiness are, are like manipulating the camera and the way something is shot and the actors to give you a sense of like claustrophobia or Great. isolation. Great point. Um, there are just so many scenes that are so well shot. We talked about some of the iconic scenes already. Like we don't have to, to like beat a dead horse, but like it's so perfectly creepy at times and you're so alone and every shot of Quint on the pulpit or hunting the shark is amazing. It's like the sense of like, they're going to do it. They're going to get the shark. And then they right. just don't. And then you, then you're like, what is wrong with the shark? What yeah. Is sh- like, why is the shark coming after yeah. them and stuff? And then you, and then there's like this kind of, I don't know. It leads you to this sense of like, is the shark like a real shark? Is this thing like a demon? Like, yeah. You, you get this like the shark becomes its own character and has all of these characteristics that are really not like you, they're not described to you. They're like the feeling you get because of the way the movie frames everything. Right. And not necessarily frames the shark itself. Yeah. Until the cage scene and you see it swim by the boat and you're like, wow, that's like the, what the is that? Scale. The practical effect of it. Yeah. Uh, really works. Yeah, I agree. I mean, here's the thing. Like the, you could really tell like where the problem is with what, how movie blockbuster movies have changed over time. Like studio execs think, oh, let's just spend $150 million to make it look really cool and let's just focus on CGI and that will make the movie more exciting because we could do so many more things. Bitch, no. Spielberg made this movie with $7 million. That is insane. He was like, this is the first one where it's like very clearly master of budgets. The production design is incredible. They created an animatronic shark. and Three three animatronic animatronic sharks sharks, and it caused like crazy problems. Dude, he was 28 years old when he started filming this movie. They came to him when he was 26. Before the book was released, it was supposed to be like released with the movie or whatever. Oh, They came to him. He was 20, younger than us. Yeah. When he decided to do this. And, like, it's just, it's so incredible visually. And, like, Bill Butler is a cinematographer. And it's he's great. But I think this is one of those movies where you can really tell it's Spielberg's vision that helps the movie. Yeah, absolutely. He tells that, you know, it's the film movement where the actors are moving within the screen. The claustrophobia, like you're talking about. The production design. Um, it's, like, the, the actor wrangling in general. Like, where, like background characters are moving Mm -hmm. and stuff is so cool um because he doesn't show the shark until the end like you're saying it doesn't age poorly the animatronic there's one moment where it does where it doesn't age super well i think when it hits the cage it looks really good like when it's underwater it looks really good it's right after that cage scene when it pops back up it looks very clearly like a fake shark yeah my 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 one is the uh the end when Brody goes to shoot the, the pressurized air tank, yeah, it, doesn't look, it looks it a looks little silly. Like plastic, right? But but like the main but thing it is overall, and it was made in 1975. Right, it's made in 19. But the main thing overall is that Spielberg can show you with all of his movies, but he can really show you like the visual things that are supposed to help aid the spectacularity, the engagement level. 
You don't need to think too hard about it. Mm-mm. Be be more specific with your details and your characters and stuff. I found this movie so much more entertaining and engaging because of the the way he shows it. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so that's uh, is that a transition into original? I think I'm going to give it a seven. I was on a six. I think I'm going to give it a. You seven. give it a seven? No, I'm going to give it a six because I still don't think it's like the candy? best cinematography. No, I, I I gave it a six. Yeah, I'm going to go with a six. I gave it a six. Okay. So uh, let's let's do originality. Let's summarize here. The Meg has. Uh, <laughs> five, six, seven, seven from me so far. I think it has like a five from you. Yeah, it's something bad. It's gonna be easy to add at the end. Yeah, uh, which uh, which means the Meg is losing pretty badly at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean it's not even a good movie. But all right, let's <laughs> talk about originality. Um, originality is like the creativity about the movie and like whether it needed to be made, especially if it comes from source material. Which both of these both of did. these are based on books about sharks. Um, shark books. And then where does it stand out in the genre? Like, does it stand out? Is it um, the unique? genre being movies about sharks? Um, for or which like blockbusters is even. ubiquitous. Yeah, is that I the mean, word when ubiqui- something has the name? Something is associated so specifically with one thing. It's ubiquitous no. for that thing. Ge- it'd no. be like generic. It'd be it's like uh, whatever the the noun is for generic. It's what happens <laughs> in like trade with trademarks and stuff like Kleenex or whatever. Once it becomes synonymous with the like you now say Kleenex instead of tissue paper so it becomes generic because you've used it so often yes that's true you're but I'm ubiquitous wrong. is like if is if it like it, it constantly encounters has to widespread. do with everything yeah all right fine i used the word wrong okay but, sue me so i actually so jaws is like tough because i kind of want to give it a seven because it kind of created this synonymous. Whole genre synonymous yeah. damn it i mean all but right, you did ahead. say synonymous while go you go ahead go ahead this is a mess. Um, <laughs> Jaws is like so many things are 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 based off of Jaws. Arr. Like it created this jo- genre. So many uh, things are based off And it's off based of it. on a book, but it was adapted by the author of the book. And it was created – the movie went into production before the book was even released. They were like together. Yeah. So I don't really – I don't find that unoriginal. No. Benchley, the, the author that wrote Jaws, I've read his other really popular book called – I think it's called Beast – it's about a giant squid. He's a real ocean kind of guy. Yeah, he probably uh, loves like. He's not an amazing porn. writer, but he's an amazing. He's really good at, um, at, at exactly what Jaws is good at. He, I, I, what I'm trying to say is, he obviously had a hand in writing this. He did. Movie. I mean, he wrote the yeah. screenplay. Yeah, and you can like. Like, so, yeah, for your exact reason, like, I don't think that that's a knock that this is based on a book because he basically wrote the movie, too. The author of the book basically wrote the movie or helped to write the screenplay. So it's, like, the same. Yeah. So I I gave it a six. So I – okay, so that's where it's a six. And I – and there are some things that almost get it to a seven for me. And I think, like, I kind of want to discuss a little bit about the ideas. Like, I really like what you said earlier because I made the same note of, like, uh, this movie isn't about the shark. It's about the people and the characters themselves and, like, how people react to something like this. And it's, like, the movie and the script is so methodical and it's, like, story structure and character development. Um, And it's kind of a fucking shame that people think that blockbusters don't need to be that way anymore. Yeah. Like, big blockbuster movies besides, like, some Marvel movies are not really that well thought out. They're more spectacles. And I think that this movie shows that you don't need to do that. The movie is about intelligence and precaution being like drowned out, pardon the pun, um, 
being drowned out by like arrogance and ignorance and yeah, it's about like, how arrogance bureaucratic and, bullshit. Yeah. It's about how capitalism's really not very safe. Exactly. <laughs> capitalism's not safe. Like the way that the, the town politics work is just like yeah. awful. The scene when Hooper is like angrily examining the dead girl from the beginning and he's like, What the fuck is this? This people? was not a boat accident. Not, the guy's like gives this look like Brody yeah, was duh. like, I know I tried to say it, but yeah. I can't do anything because I'm the one I'm the sheriff or the They try to cover up chief. the death of a teenage girl. Yeah. By being like, oh, it was a boating accident. Like, dude, she was ripped apart by a massive shark. I honestly feel like Brody in that scene reminds me a lot of, like, the governors right now that are like, I can't do anything about this because it is a federal issue and we need, like, funding for stuff like that. I don't want to get it too much into the politics, but, like... It's just such a good allegory. Yeah. And you're right. Like, it's not about the shark. It's about It's about rising to the occasion. Right. Uh, for the safety of people you care about. Right. In Brody's case, it's about revenge and the power of revenge for, for Quint. Yeah. And then it's about the importance of scientific Science. study yeah. for Hooper. Like yeah. there are these three like perfect encapsulations of like what drive people. I was going to say men, but they could very easily have been subbed out for women. I guess except for Quint, I don't know if there's too many like. I mean, you know what? If you're if you're a seafaring woman who um is searching for a beast to kill in order to uh fulfill a need for vengeance, shoot us an email. Let yeah, us shoot know. us an email. We'll <laughs> develop a movie for you. Hashtag #feminism. Um, uh, uh yeah, no, I I'm trying to think of like why I'm not giving it a 7. I think it's just that it's not like the most overly complicated story. I think the Yeah, no, that's exactly there. why I didn't give it a 7. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like a really like brilliant movie overall. Uh it is a blockbuster overall. It's but, amazingly yeah. simple. The plot yeah. of the movie is is extremely simple. It's not very complex. That's like, so that's, that's why, why I didn't it. give it a 7. What about originality for The Meg? It's a one because it's the and it's the worst kind of unoriginal. Yeah, it's what we were talking about before. It's all I'm going to say. If you make a movie 33 years after a movie that is synonymous with a very specific genre, like Jaws is, you can't try and take the plot almost like like the way that the shark is. No, I get, I get what you're. They try and defeat the shark is almost exactly the same as in Jaws if you really look at it, and you just can't do that if you're setting out to make what is obviously a CGI-driven B-movie. Right. To, like, try and grab some money from, from like, the Chinese viewing. Yeah, and, I, and, that, and that's what happened. And that really is what happened, and I just, like, I think you're right. There's no original concepts here. I don't find anything in the story interesting. I think They even, call back too many times to Jaws. Just just make a different movie. Yeah. I also, just, like, even, even without the Jaws thing, I don't think there's anything that stands alone in this movie. Like, even the deaths in the movie are literally all predictable it's one of the more predictable movies the black guy doesn't die first though so that is true but that's just because of hashtag wokeness um here's the here's the big question we ask with originality and this is the big question that or the big answer that tells you why it's a one hundred percent did not need to be made nope we did not benefit at all from this being made and that leads me into our next category our final, which, category. our final category, which is called Legacy. And this is where we talk about where this movie stands in the history of movies and, and uh, what its lasting legacy will be. And I really can't see why it's not a one. 
and and maybe you can convince me otherwise. Okay. Because I know it made five hundred million dollars, mm -hmm. which is really not that much considering they spent one hundred and fifty million, yeah, and it, it was, was a very little clearly, bit less than three times the budget. Yeah, and it was very clearly designed to only make money. Yeah. Um, I don't. I gotta like say the the audience and critical ratings for this movie are highly bizarre. A 5.7 on IMDb is just insane. It's because 46 it's 46 like... percent of critics on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes liked this I movie. I just don't think they took it very seriously. But I don't even think as a B movie, it's fun enough to no. say, like, I get when there's a shit movie, like The Room, I would be okay if The Room got like an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because <laughs> it's not a good movie, but it's so entertaining. It's so bad that it's entertaining. Exactly. But that's, but that's not like where this movie, I think this movie hit a sweet spot because there aren't a lot of other shark movies. And it came out in the summertime. It, there are so many Sharknado. I know, but it, not like that. Not like that are such a spectacle like this one. Oh, I see what you mean. They okay. all take like yeah. a different take. I know. They try and like hit the claustrophobia thing, or right. like you know, like crawl. I guess which is yeah, or like the Blake down. Lively Forty Seven Meters Down. Is yeah. that that one? Yeah. Whatever. They they take that angle. None of them take this like, like Megalodon is a very scary and not universally known, but well known kind of prehistoric monster yeah. and there's no megalodon movies that are big blockbuster movies so this right. movie hit a sweet spot i think that's where some of those critic things come from it's clearly designed to hit the chinese market and like get a bunch of people Raises. to pay for it there yeah. no i mean that was why it was what it was crafted for yeah. like it's made for that reason i gave it a four not because oh, i like fuck it me. not here. because i like it but because it made almost three times its massive budget it's clearly very popular overseas. It's spawn. They're making a sequel. I know. The books are. Um, I I there must be like a niche genre here, but oh, they're yeah. rather popular, and there are a lot of them. But I'm actually. They sound cool. I kind of want to read them, but I don't think anything was boosted over time by, or is going to be boosted over time by. No, like people the still know. Like I would be curious to see. Because it just dropped onto HBO. How many people are watching The Meg out there right now on HBO? Just like I do know there are like people that, that were like, smiles. oh, I want to watch. Like Kevin was like, I want to watch it. Is it scary? And like everyone's like, is it scary? It's not fucking scary. No, it's not scary. If you are scared by this movie, I don't know what to tell you, but I don't think you're <laughs> yeah. a functioning human being. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know what's funny? It's like I thought I was wondering because like this seems like such a young director's uh, type of movie to like make a name for themselves. Oh. This director was actually the guy who did Three Ninjas. The National Treasure movies and um, uh, Cool Runnings. So there's a, there's a how did this get made about the Meg that I tried to listen to, but that, oh, I that to paywall. To oh, that's I knew it had to be a paywall one. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'll give it a two. Sure. Um, They're making a sequel, man. I know. It's speaking like, of sequels, it's gonna have a legacy. Let's talk about Jaws. Yeah, Jaws has like a million sequels. They're all on HBO. I kind of like want to deep dive into all like really bad sequels that just get worse over time. Yeah. It's a seven. Um, yeah. It is the quintessential quint, essentially. Oh, like that. whoa. Uh, uh, like summer movie. Yeah. It's the quintessential shark movie. Yeah. Um, so many memorable characters. Dude, so many the sequels. The response was just like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes hitherto undreamt of <laughs> yeah, it's not the response was insane no it was because it would never happen before it's that's true. what hitherto yeah. undreamt of means 
Um, first summer blockbuster, really. And 60, 67, over 67 million people saw it that summer in theaters. It made $471 million off of a $7 million budget. Yeah. That's fucking insane. The, it, it got nominated for four Oscars. It won three. It only didn't win Best Picture because uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest won everything, which mm. I, I actually disagree with. Um, forever scarred people. Yep. I'm forever the re- even in a pool. Every time I'm in a pool, I always think yeah, there's a shark the in there. Yeah. The dun 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 dun. Such an iconic score, exactly. Never, and like, I mean, if I could give it an 8. And I'm never ever going to forget that man's tits. Like that old man's tits <laughs> are going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Uh, all right, let's uh, add it up. And I just want to say it has a second wind of of uh, uh, of relevance because of its in- uncanny it's uncanny how good of an allegory it is for the current uh, situation yeah, that we are it's, all in. It's exactly what's happening. Dude, I, right now. I hate the phrase the current situation right now, by the way. Yeah. I really funny. tried to avoid saying that that statement, but yeah. every time I get an email, it's like, because of the current situation. I, and it's always like American Airlines or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, all right. What yeah, do we got? So let's add it up. So I gave Jaws a 32 out of 35. I think you might be the same. Uh, let's see. You gave two sevens, right? Yeah, it's 32. Yeah. Wow. Nice. We almost never agree identically. At that number, yeah. Except the, for Parasite. Because. So that's 64. Um, and then I gave, uh, I gave the Meg. It's going to be higher than yours. Way higher. 12. I gave mine an eight. Yeah. It, it, which is the worst so far for me. 20 to 64. I, Dude, I legitimately Lucy, could have given it a one. Lucy is a worse movie. I think you're... you're I right. think Lucy is a worse movie, but there. I don't think that every single moment of Lucy is so, like, purposely as fucking awful as a movie could be. And I think every single moment of Jaws, or of The Meg, is, like, not good. Well, here's to swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs> let's get into the... Let's get into the... Accolades. The, uh, yeah, accolades. let's give out some awards. So, uh, let's start with MVP. I'm going to end it with a quote, by the way. Oh, you'll do the send-off. Okay. Because I was thinking of, like, that's great. I got it. I was going to use the one I just used, but I have a better one. I was just going to cut in Quince screaming as he dies. No. But I don't know if we Dude, should end it Dude, the snap. The yeah. snap when it gets him. Mm. All right. Who's your MVP? Uh, teeth. Oh. Okay. Teeth are good. Yeah, teeth are good. I'm like I'm gonna be a little more serious on this, like John Williams or Steven Spielberg oh, yeah. for me. Oh, for like, sure. That I just like I went jokey on this one. Safety precautions would also be an MVP if people actually used them. No, I don't. I think they actually lost in both. They of did. These. Uh, who are your LVPs? Rich people. Sharks. Sharks fucking lose. They did baby. lose, but well, in the uh, Meg, I guess more sharks won because they all got to eat. The, they all did the Meg. eat. Um, everyone who paid for the Meg is an LVP. If you yeah. went to the theaters and paid for it and you walked out satisfied with your money, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, anyone who likes movies like that, I no, I'm kidding. You, uh, you people are allowed to like whatever they like. Yeah, I'm the just LVP gonna for me was rich people. Uh, yeah. Everyone that dies is is wealthy, pretty much. Quint, except for Quint, he owns a boat. Dude, it's a really shitty boat. And he needed a, a shitty boat. One. It's just not a good one. It's not or good. It's not big enough. All right. It's like not even what I would think a fisherman would have. It looks like like an old drunk you would have. You just said fisherman so weird. Fisherman. Uh, all right. Who's your sixth man? The person who did the most with the Pippin. least. Pippin the dog from the mech. 
Okay, I I think it's the mayor or the grieving mom. Mrs. Oh, you really took the serious route on these. Uh, only on the those. The, I, okay. It's about to get stupid. Pippin the dog is the six man, dude. Yeah. Pippin. 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 That, that's that's like the best part I of the night. I actually have Pippin. He survives. I, it, that's my comeback player. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, because he fucking See, survived. that's the only category I took seriously. I gave it to Brody because uh, I never thought that he was the best of the three. Um, and he just climbs up the leaderboard. Yeah, he's. Re- I mean, that that role, that, that performance is so good. Yeah, by it's so subtle and great. He's won an Academy Award, I think, for the French Connection. Oh, and really? Then, yeah, he was. He's really good in this other movie too that he was nominated for. Huh. Um, yeah, comeback player. I mean, I don't really have a, a serious one. I don't even know how to say like because I think everyone in Jaws is great the whole way through. Mm-hmm. That are great, and then in the Meg, like no one redeems himself in the Meg. Pippin the dog. Yeah. Who are your all-stars? Who's your squad? Schneider. Shaw. Dreyfus. Yeah. The mayor. Mayor Vaughn. And then either Pippin or the little girl. (laughs) Fair. I went uh, Brody, Quint, Hooper. Uh, I went Statham just because. No. Just because. Jason Statham is actually a world, used to be a world-class diver. Oh, cool. In real life. I bet he didn't even do it for the movie. He did. Oh. He did almost all of his own stunts. Oh. There were only a couple that were too dangerous, and they didn't want to accidentally kill Jason Statham. That's pretty cool. But Tom he's actually Cruise like a world Tom class. Tom Cruise is going to space, so I'm well, not. I'm not impressed by Jason let's Statham. Let's plop, plop. Let's see his diving skills, dude. I guarantee you, Tom Cruise is like the best diver. I'm going in the Statham, world. and then I'm going Bruce the Shark. Okay, that's fa- that's a good one. The animatronic Bruce the Shark for dumbest moment. Um. Anything in the Meg? I mean, the beach sequence. The beach, in the Meg. yeah. I forgot to shout out how great of a camera angle it is when the camera's inside the ball that yeah. the guy is riding. If the whole movie was filmed from that guy's perspective, I think the, the Infant ball, Troopin Award. I was honestly going to give it to when that ball is popped, because you, you just know that the ball the man is in is going to get popped by the shark's jaws. Well, that's like, actually what I'm wondering. Is we we don't do facelifts any uh, facelift anymore uh oh yeah i haven't done that in a long time but if i were to facelift i have a great idea for like a short film and it would just be like a big shark attack situation everyone like flees and that guy's like trapped in the ball and he's out there the whole time and it's all told from the perspective of Of a man lost at sea in an inflatable yes see-through ball and he's like a party boy amazing yeah and it's zach efron and he's so chiseled oh and he would be so funny. He's so okay. chiseled. I'm into that. Uh, the the hitherto he, undreamt of award for best moment. Is that one really what we're gonna call it? <laughs> no, I just like. Um, that. dude, Quint's death. Yeah, it's so and quick. and also, I mean, everything that happens in the cave scene, cave cage cage, scene, yeah, cage goes the, in the water. Yeah. You go in the water, water. Sharks in the water. Yep, our shark. Everything that happens in that scene is so, like, palm sweaty, kind of... Knees are heavy. Yeah. Uh, vomit on spaghetti already. Spaghetti already. Knees vomit are heavy? on I don't his sweater that. already. Mom's spaghetti. Uh, yeah. No, makes that's my palm scene. sweat, dude. It's I, so, like... I think it's the yeah. most... Enge- I like that. That or the beach scene that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And then the just the drunk conversation between Amazing. Shaw and... Yeah. Uh, or... Uh, Hooper. Hooper and Quint. Hooper and, and Quint with Shaw. just like, yeah, that's, with, uh, Brody, like, the, like I boy. love those type of movies. That's just such a fucking good scene. Um, 
Any recommendations of other movies that people should watch? Um, don't watch Capone. I'm I I like. <laughs> I don't want to hear from you if you saw Capone thinking that it was going to be awesome because Tom Hardy is weird as shit in it, and then you're like, "What did I just do? Like, why did I pay for?" Just don't do it. You're not. I I promise you, you're not going to enjoy it. First twenty minutes of Jaws two. Watch that and okay. tell me if you ever want to be on a boat and reach into the water ever again. I'm on a boat and. Don't I will never put my arm over the side of a boat in the ocean. Never. In the no. Yeah. Watch the first twenty minutes have of Jaws you seen, two. Um, have you seen? Uh, the rest are bad. This isn't really a shark movie, but mass. I really want to rewatch Master and Commander, the Russell Crowe fucking dope ass exploring movie. Should we do Master and Commander versus Battleship? Those are so different. Uh, They're both about hilarious. boats. I don't understand. Yeah, I think one's about aliens or something. Uh, yeah, I don't really I have any different. like specific ones. Next week, though, Cute we're going to do music. Joker versus Taxi Driver. Yeah. And uh, Taxi Driver can be found on Netflix right now, and Joker is now on HBO. And we'll see what what the deal is if Joker really is just a shitty comic book co- uh, like copy of Taxi Driver. Who knows? We will be the final version. And our buddy, uh, Kane Holloway, previous guest of the uh, pod, will be on that episode. Uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram. Instagram.com slash facingoffpod. I uh, threatened everyone that if we didn't get 100 new followers by this week, I'd have to kill you all. And I'm unfortunately have to report we only cut got 10 new followers pod, cut the pod. Uh, but yeah hey, hey if you know anyone that's not following us on instagram uh go do that it's really fun and i got movie recommendations for yeah. you um you can also find us on twitter twitter.com slash facing off pod we're so fucking funny on twitter um look uh, us yeah. up uh well nick is pretty funny on it but uh if he doesn't think so i don't know and, and then you can send us an email at facing off podcast at gmail.com nick Hit us with the send-off. Tell me, tell me that this line is not just the most indicative of what we are dealing with right now. Okay. Obviously, think metaphorically. The mayor says at one point, you yell barracuda. Everyone says, huh, what? You yell shark, and we got a panic on the 4th of July. 